Well, we did it. We beat the King Bowser, we saved the Mushroom Kingdom, and now it's time to go back home for a nice mushroom stromboli. Hasta lasagna, that was a spicy adventure. Ooh. Oh, Luigi, you won't believe the dream I just had. Mario, I think I was having the same dream. Oh, fancy that. We truly are hooked on the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, that that's a wrap, I guess. Uh... Thanks, thanks everyone. Uh, you've you've d done great. That uh, wraps up our finals season. Uh, go, uh, well, your your check will be in the mail, and I hope you enjoy yourselves. And uh, this has been a really super show. Oh, th uh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, this has been. Oh, it's just rough on my voice. I'm gonna go take a breather for a while. What's rough on your voice? Oh, just just oh, doing this. You know, you you can relax too. Well, thanks so much for for being my co-host on the show. Um, I know that I'm going to treasure it forever. And so I did. Children, he was truly my best friend. And that show was certainly the best part of my life. And I can only remember it fondly in recollection. And as he sang to his children about the times he had had, he knew that he would always be the best brother in the land. Cut! <laughs> well, you don't yeah, like do that you, one? Do you think that's... No, I think that one... I think that one's really good. Uh, yeah, I could do another take. I, I'm not sure. It, it, it sort of harkens back to the era of, uh, you know... Devil Went Down to Georgia, that kind of just talks story singing. I, yeah. I think it's going to be a big hit. And that's how we made the biggest hit of 2025. And I, I'd like to thank the Academy uh, and I, all of the producers. This is this really means a lot to me. Absolutely. And, and more than anything else, I would just like to, I would just also like to thank Shasta, you know, it's just such a crisp, refreshing drink. You always hold it in your hand, and you know that's going to be a good day, and that you can get an Academy Award or anything like that. Oh, I hate these ads. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was really tricky. But, you know, you could pay a paycheck's a paycheck. Yeah. Where? Luigi? Where are we now? Huh. I, I, I don't know. I've gone through so many dimensions. So many iterations. Why won't they just let us die? I don't, I'm not really sure, but uh, I don't know. This one's got galaxies and stars and a bunch of crazy rainbows. So you want to just set up shop here and look? It's a, the princess that's not a the princess, so it's a new idea. You're good enough. <laughs> you know what? I say that this passes. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I, that was the, the original conceit is that they just keep on digging themselves out of artifice until they're just like you know what it's fine <laughs> i do like it i think we Don't probably could have smoothed it out a bit but I, i'll smooth it in post <laughs> you say it's that fine uh, sometimes I do it. No, I, I mean, I just don't think there's enough raw material there. To... <laughs> yeah, maybe not. You can only stretch the silly, silly putty so far. Plot from the early Mario games is like blood from a stone, which was the plot <laughs> of the early Mario games. That's that's why it's so amazing, though. Man. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And welcome to the Carton Cast. It's this us! Is podcast. It's, it's the podcast! Uh... This is the podcast where we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. And Zane, what are we doing today? Ben, it is time again to look at a cartoon based on a video game series, and we're at the big one, Mario. Is he is he is a hugely influential video game character, and he had three okay shows all at <laughs> once confusingly and never again <laughs> no you're mistaken he actually had one great show and one terrible show and one that just happened to be the two same shows. show <laughs> yeah i think we're gonna have some differences in how well we appreciated each of these we'll, we'll talk about it but yeah let, let's get into mario antics so, yes so welcome to our super mario brothers suite yes uh zane let's like talk about mario this one has three movements <laughs> yes allegro adagio al dente <laughs> al dente is appropriate the so so mario as a concept again this is a multiple of 32 so we are tackling a video game property and like every other video game property that we tackle we put in lots of music so mm-hmm. here's a track Love that uh, I'll one. probably just I'll probably just do the Rainbow Road from uh, the one that I included from Sea to Sings the Blues or something. <laughs> yeah, the um, actually the Mario Kart games, especially eight, have just phenomenal music. I've uh, always been pretty appreciative of the music and like so so on the gameplay. And then they finally made a video game show where they include the music from the games. <laughs> it's which is amazing. It's b- so bizarre. What what it. So what I want to focus on in this episode is the ways in which the shows either adhere to or detract from the spirit of a Mario property. So we have to define what exactly a Mario property is. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our Mario memories and, and try to pick this apart. Yeah, so Super Mario Brothers is Nintendo's signature game series and mascot. Um, highly their polished claim to fame and enjoyable game since 1985, uh, right up to modern day. They keep coming out. Yeah, uh, and he's only grown since his inception. So it's it's weird because you know you think of like oh Mickey Mouse had his heyday, and now it's you know we're focused on the other parts of Disney. Mario only gets stronger. <laughs> yeah, he's he's bodybuilding every um, day in the gym, trying to buff up his upper body so he doesn't have to depend on his jumping so much. His knees are going to shit. Yeah, um, but the but the early '90s was when 
the world was just like, hey, shameless cross-media promotions. And so uh, we're going to be talking about three that were produced all within a short time frame by Deke. But what you'll find is they're all fairly similar in certain ways, and they each just kind of have a gimmick. So, Zane, let's, let's, before we get into the actual show properties, talk about Mario as a concept, as like an executed media property, what they do in the video games, how it's different from other from other games. Yeah. What, what is a Mario? So Tell Mario, me what a Mario is. Mario really is the Nintendo flagship because it demonstrates their whole philosophy, which is simple, effective, fun gameplay first. Yes. And then you can build the rest of the game around that loop. It's um, very much function over form. Yeah, because you could... I mean, their first foray with this guy was so weird and wacky because... This was the wild, lawless lands of the 80s when, you know, you could just throw colors together. Yeah, Um, and you only had, like, eight of them to work with, so... (laughs) And so, they're not ever worried about the plot, because you're like, oh, he can turn into a cat now. Oh, yeah, fine. (laughs) Yeah, he can be a bee. He he has a hat that can incept him into other people's brains. Eventually, in GameCube, they actually made him a plumber. Yeah, <laughs> with the uh, Super Mario Sunshine, that's so. That's one of the kind of cornerstones of uh, of a Mario game to me is that it's weird but like uncompromising. Mm-hmm. So in the original Super Mario Brothers, the side scroller that kind of uh, gave this all its start. I know there's a Jumpman in Donkey Kong. We're not really focused on that aspect of. Well, it. he was a carpenter. It was a Jesus allegory. Oh, I see. Because he, he came back to us better than ever. Right, and he was saving us from the hellish flames of, I don't know, oil? Yeah, well, oil. There, were hell- there were hellish flames, and they would follow you around. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's something. I'm going to say this. We could do something there. <laughs> so uh, the original Super Mario Brothers had a lot of weird lore that was just... The, 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 the kind of pamphlets that they would come out with said that the blocks were citizens of the Mushroom Kingdom that were transformed into blocks that Mario kills. It also gave us the Mushroom Kingdom, mm-hmm. which I think is just accepted now as, though that's the place where Mario lives. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he in a Mushroom Kingdom? I mean, Why is he fighting a giant lizard? Mushrooms are, are useful, like, in terms of saving animation, just because it's like a semicircle and a square, and it can float around. <laughs> and it became so iconic just because of that kind of... It was popular enough that whatever it was attached to would also be raised to deific status. Kind of like uh, how some memes are so present that uh, or, or get so popular that you know about the facets of the memes, even if you don't know the meme itself. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into memes. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of one of the tent poles of it is that it's weird and proud of itself for mm-hmm. being weird. Another one is that it emphasizes function over form. The main thing that I think about in a Mario property is, first, does it play? Most important. Running and jumping have to feel good. Can I play slash watch it iteratively and still have it hit? Mm-hmm. Uh, if so, then we start working on the scenery, not vice versa. Right. Um, and you can see, that, like, um, Mario Odyssey, which came out a couple of years ago and was, uh, you know, really good and... Um you can kind of see they, they they focused on the movement first. They've they've gone on record as saying so, but then you can see like all the new enemies that have never been in a Mario game because they keep making new ones. Like they yeah. don't just rely on the old stuff. Um, they they serve a function. So like, 
oh, there's this one, like, caterpillar thing that can extend its body. Well, that's because they wanted to, because you're inhabiting other creatures, they wanted you to have, like, a fun horizontal precision platforming aspect, and yeah. that, that's what makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of that is just, can we make a good game thing, and then it's how do we dress it up to make it, like, look Mari-esque at the end. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be kind of bright and cutesy. It's not always, but I think that's kind of its uh, its comfort zone. Well, that, that, I think, brings us to another kind of tentpole in the Mario product, which is, who is Mario, exactly? Because other video game properties, other video game heroes, I'm thinking specifically of Link and Samus and Sonic, what are their personalities, exactly? Well, the first two of those, stoic and duty-focused. Uh, yes. Sonic, a bit less. <laughs> Yeah, little little teen Bart Simpson. But the point is that they're not just kind of happy-go-lucky heroes in the same way that Mario or Kirby is. Yeah. They all tend to go darker and grittier with more plot. And, you know, I it, it, things like Kirby and Mario are somehow resistant to that edge creep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Link will do Twilight Princess, and you'll be like, oh, I mean, this is one of the darker tones in the series where you have actual death, and I turn into a wolf. And then Mario, like, fine, Mario is going to be, like, going to wash grime off of buildings for a while. Yeah, well, and, like, you know, Mario has, like, ghosts and skeletons and stuff, but, like, oh, but it's a ghost. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, this round boy who, like, <laughs> hides whenever you look at him, and it's got this skeleton guy, but he's, like, it's a... just literally playing peekaboo. He's just, like, walking along, and you can step on him, and he'll just he'll just collapse into bones for a while. Like, he's just, oh, that was, that, right there. Oh, yeah, right so, on the back. <laughs> to, get the, to, to get the difference between, kind of, Mario and uh, a more serious, kind of, Zelda game, just look at the skeleton anime, enemy. In Mario, it's like this cute little turtle skeleton that doesn't look like he's having that bad of a time. In Zelda, it is a Stalfos, which is like an animate warrior that is menacing and has like this grimace and very much is not cutesy. So, yeah. And you can also look at the lore behind those things where like the dry bones is just like, well, we have a bunch of Koopas. They hung out on a pirate ship for a while and now they just look like this. Whereas yeah, Stalfos is like, it doesn't well, seem a like child they died. got lost in the woods, and now this is their eternal fate. <laughs> right. In Zelda, a, a skeleton is a person that died. In Mario, a skeleton is a skeleton that was born as a skeleton. <laughs> yes. It's like fully formed from the forehead of, uh, of Kronos. Yeah. And so, like, this mutable but, like, benign and optimistic spirit... Um, benign is the good way to put it, yeah. ...really really allows him to adapt and be put into different games and in different shows. It also allows for the artifice of Mario to be possible. Could you imagine a Zelda game where it was all a dream at the end? I mean, that was a game, uh, Link's Awakening. Although they told oh, really? you it was a dream at the beginning. Oh, okay. That that's a little bit less. And in the title, somehow. But like, well, because the adventure was to wake being, him up. He was in like. You can't a coma. imagine it being like a stage play, though. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of Zelda game where it's a stage play. <laughs> they they do have a lot, so it's hard yeah. to say. But <laughs> but Mario can take a bow afterwards. Mario looks at the camera and gives a big old you know peace sign. Yeah, and again, it's kind of like Mickey Mouse, but the difference here is the degree of shine and polish they're willing to put on anything associated with his name means that he hasn't gone down in quality. There, there aren't a ton of dips. Quality is the name of the game. Mario is backed by a Nintendo empire, and they know how to make good game. And so every property they come out with 
even if it's weak in concept, you know that you're ju- you're going to feel good when you do a good jump. Yeah. Or listen to that great soundtrack. Put in another clip clip of music. And and the, so that's that's another one of the big things that I want to that's another one of the big things that I want to recollect when mm-hmm. we go into a Mario uh, show is it made with quality parts because that it actually is I feel like an inextricable part of Mario. And the- do you have an actual <laughs> good thing here before we even worry about the plot? And the answer to that is kind of like, like not for really. the time. <laughs> like uh, for the time was this quality? We, we, we will talk about it. Uh, I, I wanted to emphasize one other thing before actually getting into you know the the show aspects of Mario. Other video game heroes are all kind of obnoxious teenagers to some degree. Like Mega Man, when you put him in a cartoon, he becomes an obnoxious teen. Mm-hmm. Link, when you put him in a cartoon, he obnoxious becomes an obnoxious teen. teen. Excuse yep. me, princess. Sonic, same deal. Mario is an adult human with a clear <laughs> real-world ethnicity and a steady job. So I don't want him as an obnoxious and teen. that's kind of the only traits he has. <laughs> Well, but the thing is, if you want to make an animated depiction of him, he can't be an obnoxious teen. I don't right. want no Bart Simpson on this one. What I want is a real, actual person. Mm-hmm. Period. And it's weird because of how faith, like, for a game that's as wacky and like the fact that every game he kind of reinvents himself and can do whatever. The fact that they cleaved so close to the games in these shows is a little bizarre, but these are very good adaptations. This is like, oh, this feels like I'm playing the game, but I'm watching it. But but I think that in the show, I was looking for something that would give me a sense of the Mario characters as actual things with agency, as opposed yeah. to something that I just made run with using my controller. Like, I wanted a personality to Mario and Luigi, mm-hmm. but uh, this is you know, that, that's a little hard. Some of that started express in a game. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, the show is kind of where some of those personality traits started. Luigi as a coward is like his main character trait now, and this is where it started. I know it's great (laughs) because you need to give him something to do. So uh, I think that we've kind of explained what a Mario property is. Yes. Before we, do you have anything else to say about? No, I'm ready to just kind of run down these three shows. Uh, before we do that, I think that we should express maybe not Mario memories, but you know what are our t- attitudes toward Mario games? Like let's let's attack this also on a personal level. What does Mario mean to us? Yes, the personal attack segment of our podcast. There it is. Um, <laughs> we should really rebrand that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I love any Mario game. Pick it up and play it. They're all. Like, once you've played one, you have an intuitive sense of how to play all of them. The jump always feels good and the same, and that's the main verb. So you're, you're always going to be, like, it's all, it's all platformer at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. And unless, I, I mean, until it isn't, I guess, but... You know. and I, I, will, I will take any Mario game and play it through once and have a good time, but I think for me, I much more prefer, like, the multiplayer, you know, Smash Bros. or Mario Kart and playing with other people kind of, uh, kind of games. Just because I like stars. more gimmicks, and those have more characters, and therefore more gimmicks. I, I can see that. I, I think I like the single-player experience quite a bit. The It's just so tight. Ca- it's so tight, and it, it, it rewards mastery in a way that feels very feels very good. Mm-hmm. I, I know when I've made a good jump and that I was not sure on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's very satisfying gameplay, and 
that really that really works on me on I mean I I'm just I'm just saying that Mario is good. You guys don't need to hear it. I mean also like just playing a game it feels like you're happy to be there. Like you're playing yeah. Super Mario Sunshine and like oh my god, it's you know, this is just great music, fun colorful world. I can move, like I can hover. I have a hovercraft attached to my back. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's you get the feeling like the property is also happy to see you because everything is so joyful. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do anything, he'll just stand there, and that's a he'll living just stand hell. there. He'll stand there and then like occasionally take a nap. <laughs> it's very cute. It is very cute. Yeah, I, I like it. It never reaches kind of the depths of extremely good story that I am sometimes looking for in like a Final Fantasy mm-hmm. or, or or any kind of JRPG. What it nails is the iterative gameplay, and that really works on me as somebody who appreciates a good, a good like step up challenge kind of game. Yeah, it's the video game equivalent of a, like a real page turner, like like one of those young yeah. adult novels that's just kind of really well written for some reason. It's it's well written and very shallow. <laughs> I mean, they they constantly contradict their own lore. Yeah, which is fine. Like you're allowed to do that. You're just like, oh, okay. In this one, he has seven kids. Fine. Fine. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I'm 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 in, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, he, he's he he knows a mad scientist now. And I love that it's that resistance to that edge creep that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, that they yeah. don't mind expanding the lore to encompass whatever dumb idea they had. And, I mean, even and just follow it through to its fruition because I know they're going to give me good jump physics, and that's all I really need. Yeah, even in Luigi's Mansion, where like, oh, you're surrounded by ghosts and death. It's just like I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ghost bust these suckers <laughs> while whistling no. to myself. Do you have a favorite Mario game? Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's really just kind of whatever's right in front of me. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it as well. Yeah, I definitely had a soft spot in uh, my heart for Super Mario RPG just because it's like the first RPG that I think I played. Baby's first RPG, yeah, it's, it's, but it, it's, it felt good and it it's like still good. Yeah, and and it has all of the lore that I'm used to in my Super Mario World and Super Mario Brothers Three and stuff. Right, it's still got Koopa Troopas, it's still got bomb bombs, and it just feels good seeing Mario properties expressed through different media because because mm-hmm. it's like visiting an old friend. Yeah, especially when you consider like the advancement in technology and complexity in game design over over the years, like Super Mario sixty four, fantastic level design, but also it's just a bunch of large open spaces and weird tilted shapes. Yeah, um, and like <laughs> and they going really... back to Super Mario sixty four, I'm I I'm more impressed every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all very considered. We didn't we did not realize how well it was put together until much later. We we were children. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're still children. Yeah, I would we're say we're all so. somebody's children. We're watching Super Mario Brothers and talking about it. We're definitely kids. Which Mario Brothers are we talking about? Zane, I think it's time to talk about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. All right, the Super Mario Super Show ran from 1989 to 1991. It was yep. based on the original game and Super Mario Brothers Two. And its gimmick was that, in addition to the cartoon, there was also a live-action segment where Mario and Luigi were wacky sitcom characters, complete with laugh track. Yep. Uh, Mario was played by professional wrestler Captain Lou Albano, and Luigi was Danny Wells, who was in a bunch of 80s sitcoms. And then also, the show had occasional Legend of Zelda segments, which we won't be talking about today. Don't, don't need them. Uh, 
the, so the show itself was conceived by one Andy Hayward, who pro, and, and produced by DIC Animation City at the time, which uh, you mentioned. Dick. Um, just, yeah, and Andy Hayward is he's he's had quite a industry trajectory. He was a former story writer of Hanna Barbera and actually was an assistant to Joe Barbera, mm. who turned into the chairman and CEO of DIC. Uh, I, I can see that this definitely follows the Hanna-Barbera plot, like, <laughs> movements. It does, it does. And he's, yeah, and um, he, he eventually, you know, there, there was like a bitter uh, kind of almost hostile takeover style, like trying to barter away DIC, and then he bought it back, and then he merged with Cookie Group Productions, and now, now he's CEO of Genius Brands International, so... The, the guy who made this was very much an industry mainstay, and uh, yeah, I, I'm. I just think it's cool to like kind of watch these titans articulate through history. Mm-hmm. Trying, trying you know. to make the uh, make the trade offs to make uh, both it a good adaptation and also a profitable one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, I feel like this is. You can you can d- definitely disagree with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. This is. Probably as close to a successful Mario show as I can envision. <laughs> I don't think you could do it better than this. I personally liked uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 animated show a bit better. Um, but we can get into why that is. This one definitely is the one that you would show to somebody while you're, like, drunk or at a party. Like, yeah, this is wacky as hell. <laughs> but, but, again, looking at those tent poles for what is a Mario property, wacky is the name of the game. Mm-hmm wacky experimental with the core being kind of the same so they use all the same building blocks that they used before like all of the sound effects from the mario canon but then they have a professional wrestler doing like these live action segments so let's break this down by kind of uh, i want to talk about the intro and then we can get into the actual... let's, let's talk about this tv show the sandwich is am- that's the, the this, intro this is, is a tv <laughs> this is a club intro rap the Mario rap is one of those things that looks better now than it did at the time because it's so <laughs> unintentionally funny. You'll be hooked on the brothers. You'll be hooked on the bro- That's a pretty good tagline. <laughs> and it means nothing. It's the whitest <laughs> rap you can do. And it has that like Bob Hoskins style of I don't want to be here singing along that mm-hmm. just makes me love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did he sign up? Why did uh, Lou Albano sign up for this and like spearhead it for 65 episodes? Let's talk Yeah, and let's talk about Lou Albano because this it to me what I was looking for in a Mario adaptation was give me something that I believe is Mario and I believe Lou Albano is Mario. Yeah. I totally believe it. His voice is perfect. It's kind of fat and dumpy, but also, like, beleaguered by the antics going on around him. But he's also, like, kind of a go-getter. He's, like, kind of up for whatever. And mm-hmm. he, he's almost the happy-go-lucky hero that Mario kind of wants to be if he wasn't such a schlub. <laughs> Don't worry, princess. Luigi and me will climb that mountain before you can say spaghetti and meatballs. The mountains. Okay, wait here. And if you become lunch for a polar bear, don't blame us. A p- polar bear? Lunch? It's it's very on point. And like this is honestly, I think that this is the best depiction of Mario I can envision. Lou Albano is my Mario. 
Yeah, uh, especially in terms of the lightness. You know, if we're talking about there will be brawl, that that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's where, a different Mario. It's a different guy. It's 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 a few years later. <laughs> yeah, um, a few years later after a divorce. The uh, the Mario Brothers rap remix is surprisingly not terrible musically. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the lyrics are terrible, obviously. Which sure, I also enjoyed. <laughs> I also enjoyed that, but I, I thought that like, and this is in addition to all the music that they tend to put in the shows. The music that is just kind of a ripped Mario Brothers track that they kind of funkify mm-hmm. feels pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of remixes of the music for all of these shows. Um, it's it's hit or miss, you know, but but the base material is so good that it, it, it works. And especially if the goal is to just remind you that the games exist. It hits me on that nostalgia level, which goes quite a bit, quite um, a ways. And it was probably part of their marketing strategy is that they wanted to put all those sound effects and tracks in there because then people recognize it. Hey, this is Mario. You should like this. <laughs> and just to sort of flesh out how the rest of the show operates Ooh, in terms of hang structure. On, Zane. Well, no, Cause I. Because <laughs> the intro is not done. No, well, I have to explain that there's another intro in three minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I know. I'm not done with the first intro. Okay. Because that echo fade out <laughs> is a real <laughs> is a real blast from the past. I might have to listen to this again. <laughs> Zane, go. Let's go listen to it together, and we can. Everyone can listen along with us. It'll be great. All right, we got to set this up. Don't don't start until I do. Hooked on the brothers. Is that the name of the? Of course it is, Zane. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, and go. Hey, paisanos! It's the Super Mario. Hey, paisanos! God, his face is so like. I love it so much. the brothers. Oh, is it weird that like their overalls aren't the colors that overalls are supposed to be, and they're wearing blue shirts? They just said yo. It's supposed to be the other way around, right? Thunder Brothers. <laughs> oh my to, god, to it's so good. Please tell me that we're going to the bridge. I want nothing look, more. Look at him go! Look at him go! <laughs> and they're, I mean, they're running the way they did in the games. Yeah, which is great. With Oof. the sound effects for them running, it's good. It's Man, good. Look at all everything floating. Oh god. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that fade out. <laughs> Hook on the brothers. Hook the brothers. Oh, the brothers. The brothers. The brothers. Oh, that is that is a glorious intro. Yeah, it's it's extremely good. Um, I honestly like. I honest, it's it's gotten to the point where I can't recognize how much of it I like. Ironically, <laughs> like I think it's amazing in a lot of ways. But how brave was it to have them as live action characters? They had to know that kids would probably not be into that. Yeah, I don't know what that decision-making process looked like. I don't know, but, like, it was 60-something episodes, right? Like, they must have been doing something. And maybe it was just DIC, so it was... And it it should be mentioned that this iteration of the Super Mario Bros. show is a 22-minute production thing. Yeah, so that gets into that structure I mentioned. We have the intro... 
We have a few minutes watching live-action Mario and Luigi do sitcom stuff with celebrities. And we'll check back <laughs> in on them in a funny. while. very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, three or four minutes into the show, we get another intro. <laughs> another Mario Bros. rap, but this one's all animated. It's the same rap, from what I could tell. We see... Uh, uh, maybe just the mix is different. We see the animated segment, back to the live-action, and then the ending credits to... Do the Mario. <laughs> yes, Do the Mario, which, which we is will a, also get to. It is a weird, sad song. It's the saddest song I can <laughs> conceive of, and I love it. It's Cats in the Cradle. It's <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's, it's, the, it's the sad, slow story of a man coming to terms with his career choices. It's My Last Bow by Dino Spumoni. Oh, speaking of Spumoni, brother, let's talk oh about Basta Power. <laughs> I uh, forget about it. Ben, yeah. the Mario Brothers, as you know, have three character traits. <laughs> Italian. And that's I think the main is, one. <laughs> that's the only one I can see. Uh, also, plumbers and brothers. <laughs> yes. And they do all of them, and in a way that I don't dislike. They lean so hard on all of them. <laughs> no! I actually love how Mario uh, and Luigi, as the... Uh, so we're talking about the live-action segments. They're not, they're not plumbers anymore these days. They're just guys who, like, just ostensibly wear boys. overalls for a reason other than it looks good. <laughs> it does look good. I assume we're talking about the live-action segments at this point. Mm-hmm. I actually love how Mario and Luigi do sound like brothers. Yeah. Like, it's clearly stupid writing, but that's all this segment would be able to carry, so I didn't really mind it. And they just kind of verbally snipe at each other in yeah. very playful, not serious, not trying to get on each other's nerves kind of way. It's like, good-natured riffing. Yeah, they're just elbowing each other in the ribs constantly. Well, what do we always say? We Neatness counts. Hey, your shoes are dirty. Hey, your socks don't match. Hey, well, you have five cavities. <laughs> very bada-bing. It's very funny to me. It is bada-bing. It's very bottoming. Um, but that wouldn't be enough to sustain a whole several minutes of a TV show. And so it, we... it is if you count for their costumes. Oh my God. Where do I get that green these overalls? The, these are the best Mario and Luigi Halloween costumes you've ever seen. And that's what they look like. They don't look like Mario and Luigi. They look like guys in Mario and Luigi costumes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this is a, like a. Like a parody, like a porn parody almost. <laughs> it's a porn, yes, exactly. Because <laughs> the costumes are not even cosplay level. <laughs> Absolutely. They're just whatever They're doing we found. Food porn parody. Because this was the weird early days where the shirts are blue and the overalls are different colored, which is not how overalls work. <laughs> I'll, I'll defer to your expertise in matters overall. They had to dye those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they look great, though. They do, and they got a fifth grader to punch it up with Mario sound effects. Oh my god, these are everywhere in all of these shows, and it really in, in wore the live on me. action segments too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> They're gonna forget it's not Mario if we don't have jumping noises to accompany Mario turning. Yeah, to accompany Luabano turning. Oh wait, you're saying that they didn't use jump motions to do like jump sounds to do jump motions and other sounds to do other motions? No, all jumping all the time. It's his only <laughs> it's verb. The incongruity of hearing Mario jumping noises to accompany <laughs> actions like that are not Mario Luigi. jumping is very good. <laughs> so, like, at this point, I'm way into the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Super Show. It has done everything right. <laughs> there, there can be no better show. Like, this is... A, I honestly... Zane, I, I know that you did not like this very ben, much. This, I thought it was amazing. The, I... I 
I just got confused. It looked like um, it looked like a sketch, like a like a joke sketch on BoJack Horseman. <laughs> like, <laughs> it did look like that. Like if this show didn't exist, it would have been made up in an SNL sketch. <laughs> sketch. Yeah, and, and just like SNL, we got those guest stars. Oh boy, I didn't see this coming. And also, I kind of yeah, still didn't Scooby-Doo. see it coming after the first one because I did not recognize that celebrity. <laughs> but I know no, who Magic Johnson is. Yeah, I know who Dracula is. They had Dracula on one time. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Mario and Luigi, oh boy, I gotta walk you through this for the sitcom plot. Mario and Luigi, they're gonna sit down for dinner, but a bat swoops in and eats their dinner. Oh, well, we gotta call the exterminator. Exterminator shows up just as the bat flies off screen, and it's Dracula. And he's like, ah, you gotta go get that bat. And he's like, what bat? I don't understand. And so he, <laughs> uh, but I have to use the little bat's room, uh, the little boy's room, excuse me. He goes off screen, the bat comes back, they're, they're in a tizzy. Eventually, it's revealed that Dracula, like, kind of promotes himself as an exterminator because he is only awake during the night and he can't meet people to hang out with. So, <laughs> so he, he is confounding these brothers with a bat infestation in order to become their friend. And then they all go bowling. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's it's really amazing. <laughs> like I I would accept a show that was just this segment. <laughs> <laughs> See, I only saw like uh oh yeah, you know, Magic Johnson appears in there. <laughs> they don't do like a Kramer like through the door thing. They do a oh, there's a celebrity in our medicine cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like their magic mirror. It's their magic Johnson mirror because he shows up and like he can't act, but he's like, hey, Luigi, help me out. Can you like shine my, uh, you know, shine my lucky trophy? And he's like, oh, sure, for you, anything. And he like sets it down. Mario comes in just like, oh, what a mess. I'm going to throw everything on this table into the furnace. And the (laughs) furnace is like this weird Inspector Gadget-esque blocky, like cartoony shape in real life. Yeah, the the set of this live action segment is unreal. Like <laughs> obviously not a real location. Obviously yeah, a set. It's it's like a stage play. It's like a local community theater set up a stage play for a Mario Brothers sitcom. <laughs> yes. It looks like they made a stage play for that and this is after the show when they have all the extra props that they didn't use and they're just trying to put everything in one place. Yes. So it's a set with just a bunch of extra props that they don't use. It is a set that is also a storage space for other sets. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Oh, Ben, you know, this is this is real charming. I wanted to focus and, and pay attention to the other shows just so that I could do my due diligence. I probably should have just spent a lot of time on this. The laugh track was like, oh no, my automatic like, oh, I'm not going to like this reflex is kicked in. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think that they need the laugh track here a little bit just to just oh, because, to sell the entire image of to, to convince this is you very that you're clean. watching humans and not some weird robot creatures or space but, mind control. It's got that kind of tongue-in-cheek attitude with Mario lore that I was talking about earlier, where it's weird and uncompromising. So it mm-hmm. knows that they're doing something fucking crazy here, and they're just like, we're gonna lean into it as hard as we can, and you are gonna eat it up. Because you are already watching. Yeah, they're like clowns. Pretty much. They're, they're very, very Jesterian. Uh, Zane, how do you feel about the over-the-top kind of bada-bing, stromboli kind of thing? They didn't have a lot to work with character-wise at this point. Um, 
typically what you do is you just make something up. So in the Legend of Zelda segments, they're like, oh, you know, he's a bratty teen. Well, do we have other personality traits? Not really. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to make it up, and they, they could only kind of go stereotype. There's a lot of that, that pizza pasta shit going on. Um, oh, you mean where they, like, say pasta power, and that gives them superpowers too? I, like, I don't even know what to make of that, really. It, and it carries over in the animated segments. They, it's the same voice actor, so... I don't. Uh, oh, the voice actors, not the like. Lou Albano's not voicing Mario, isn't he? Not in the animated segment. Really? Are I don't you think sure? So. Uh, let me double check it. I'm almost certain he is. Super Mario, super. Because sh- it and, sounded and, like him. And a lot of the same people show up in these shows, these three animated shows, because they were kind of all the same show. It's a very different. Uh, it's a very Just, different voice. For, you know, one gets that. canceled and the other one moves over. No way. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess they do also do the animated one. They sound different. I don't know what it is. They, they sound... They're different voice actors in the other animated shows, but in this one, it is also Lou Albano and uh, and uh, whoever the other guy is, whoever yeah. Luigi is. Yeah, that's... Oof. All right. Who is Luigi again? Danny Wells. Danny Wells, thank you. I, I didn't want to let that go. So part of the uh, over-the-top Italian accent thing, maybe it shouldn't be... I feel like its offensiveness is actually somewhat tempered by the fact that Lou Albano is loving saying these lines. <laughs> They're the only ones he understood. Hey, welcome back, paisanos. Um, or, like, in the animated segment, there was one part where he says, a bomb, and here I was hoping for a nice salami sandwich. Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> they just never me? stop. Because they have nothing else to say. <laughs> but yeah, because like, nothing, like... This was my problem with the Super Show and why I didn't watch it very many episodes is because the the pacing in the animated segments is so slow. I I actually appreciated that it was slow because, especially once we get into the other animated uh, versions of Super Mario, because th- I found those too fast. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think that this was actually the right pace. Hmm. Yeah, I think I was just like being grounded in Mario lore well enough. Um like having a bunch of jumps around and like seeing all these different creatures and spaces like it made sense to me because i knew all of it already Mm. but even then i i do i do agree that those were a bit fast i think this was too too slow maybe uh but i i I do want to wrap up this idea of like is this offensive like how offensive is it oh i i don't know not like not much like some but not as bad as like team america obviously because Italians are not people who are regularly attacked anymore. Right. Well, also, I think it's just like they like they adapted Italian in the same way they adapted plumber. It means something in this universe that it doesn't mean in our universe. Yeah. And it's like specifically Brooklyn Italian and a weird kind of variant on that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Italians are like sort of proud of the association with such a successful video game character? Unclear. I, I wonder if I would be. I don't know. What I don't really do have much of a cultural Italians... identity to stand on. <laughs> okay, I start typing, what do Italians think of Mario? I get to what do Italians, and it auto-completes eat. Well. Think of... I, Lou Albano could tell us that. Uh, Honestly, like, the way they lean into the kind of racism is it's almost charming in its innocence. Like, how Mar- like in the live-action segment, Mario wishes Luigi a happy birthday by putting a birthday candle on the middle of a pizza. Oh, and uh, Mario is named after Mario Sagali, the landlord of Nintendo of America's office. Oh, 
who apparently once barged in on a company meeting demanding overdue rent. That's amazing. <laughs> Which made me? quite an impression as a brash, like, business guy. Yeah. All right. The internet is giving me its typical, like, angry and overly defensive and then overly offensive and like, oh, boy, this one's trying to be racist. That's not great. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to give it a total pass because it is clearly, like, making generalizations about a culture. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Um it is the way that it is. How do we feel about the animated segments? Um, I think these ones were kind of weaker um, than the other shows. So to give you an idea, all three of these shows are leaning on their source material. So this one is focusing on Mario Bros. 1 and 2. Mario Bros. 3, of course, refers to Mario Bros. 3. And World refers to World. Mm. The trick is... This one went on for way more episodes, and so they kind of ran out of ideas quickly, so you'll get your stock standard deke or, like, children's cartoon plot line. So, like, they're going to, like, the episode starts. They're on a pirate ship. They're they're working with pirates now. It's like, okay, that's where we're at. It doesn't really have a lot to do <laughs> with the Mario canon. And, and, like, the Mario canon in this show is that the Lou Albano and... <laughs> And Danny Wells are literally sucked into a pipe and transported into the Mario Kingdom. That's how I read it, is that, like, the real-life people are trying to get home. Right. And I don't know if they're trying to get home, because I think they have some opportunities to do so. I think they're just hero time in hero place. And the princess yeah, gets kidnapped, and they try to rescue her. Like, it's, um, like, like we said, Hanna-Barbera. Like, you could see the same sort of plot progression with, um... You know, not Smurfs per se, but something something like it. It, it does have active. that. It does have that kind of start anywhere, end anywhere plotline kind of mm-hmm. thing going on. It's not a thing that I minded. I thought I thought it was okay. I just think um, the others leaned on the source material a bit better. Hmm. I I don't really feel that way, but I mean, it's it's you know you're in for a, it's. I don't know. It's it's a it's a drop in the bucket at that point. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. all pretty similar. I actually like the way they look. Like I think the backgrounds are pretty are pretty strong, and all of the Mario kind of props that they use kind of mm-hmm. work on me. Like those big like horizontal blocks that they sometimes like uh, jump around on the uh, the coin blocks. Yeah. So to give, think, give the audience an idea good. of this, you know, the backgrounds, you know, oh, it's a mountain, oh, it's a castle, oh, it's an island. Um, but then there also are some Mario things, like a couple of blocks floating in midair, or there's like power ups here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. The other shows really up that factor. Yes. Here, here it could it's it could kind of be anywhere. Yeah, I think that they were a little bit more experimental with the show in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we've already got the live action segments, and now we're trying to interpret Mario in a show capacity. So we're going to use some of the property, but we're also going to adhere to our DIC, how do we make a cartoon roots? And and seeing those mix, I, I thought it was okay. Right. So in the first episode, for example, Toad gets kidnapped by a bird who thinks that he is um, the bird's baby. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's we, a DIC plot line right there. Yeah. So, you know, we see it trying to feed him and he's like, no, lady, you're crazy. And then the other heroes find the actual baby and <laughs> they're trying Toad's to reunite voice. it. Oh, God. Um, and so 
But then the actual rescue mission, yeah, okay, there's an avalanche, they find a fire flower, they fight some baddies. Like, that part is more Mario. Um, the rest it's... of it is much more classic classic Deke. Yeah, it and is. And I it... didn't like those parts quite that much. The classic Just because Deke they parts? Because they took too long, and they were super predictable, and they didn't lean on the uh, things that make the source material entertaining. I don't disagree. I, I feel like all three animated, say, all of the shows did that. Uh, is have like the deep plot line with the Mario articulation, and honestly, I don't know. M- m- the deep plot lines really just don't do it for me. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I we'll get into the other shows and how I think they did it better. Hmm. I like the personification of Mario and Luigi even back at this early stage because you know they're, they're trying to jump a gap or whatever, and Mario is just like way into it. He's like pasta power, we can do this, and he jumps over. And Luigi expresses apprehension. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of he's, he's he's a bit cowardly in that respect. Yeah. Um, so they're starting to cement their personalities, even now. And you also see that in like, um, you know, Mario almost always is the one who gets the power ups. Yeah. And and takes actions, and Luigi is, uh, you know, ser- <laughs> serving as he's playing defense. He, Mario's got like an almost con man persona, and he's got <laughs> such an ego. <laughs> yeah. Put Joe Pesci in there; he'll be fine. Plumber's log. 202. <laughs> Today I was sitting down for a nice spaghetti and meatballs, and uh, yeah, it, it's like it's it's unwavering. We also get uh, you know Toad and uh, Princess Toadstool because this came after Mario Two, where you can play all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, Toad is this like little. You you like his voice? I found it pretty grating until my tolerance level was shot up by Yoshi in the in World. Oh boy. But for Toad, I think, I don't know, he... I don't know, I just like that Toad and Bowser also have Brooklyn accents. (laughs) Makes it feel like Brooklyn was just hit with a Mario-fication ray or something. Yeah. Well, I I didn't like Toad just because I felt like his purpose had already been served. Like, we already have a character who gets kidnapped, and we already have a character who complains a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's fine. I don't think he detracted from it much. The princess, I think, is one of my favorite characters in all of these. Really? Just yeah. a competent? <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, not insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, she she gets power-ups, too. She takes action. She beats up the bad guys, and, uh, you know, cool. she's, she foils the plots. Um, and they have to put her, like, in different situations than Mario and Luigi, and I like that uh, variety. I, I especially like it with contrast with Luigi, who is the coward. It, it mm-hmm. kind of throws the gender conventions for a bit of a loop in a way that is, is pretty satisfying. Did you uh, ever play the Mario and Rabbids um, tactical <laughs> no, video game? No, of course I didn't. All right. It's really good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I can't get into that. But their weapon choices also reflect those personalities. So, like, Mario's got, like, a handgun. It's, like, great, utilitarian. Makes Are you sense. kidding me? Uh, Luigi gets a sniper rifle so that he can, like, fight from a long distance. And Peach gets a shotgun. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's great. It's really good. How is this possible? And it, Mario and, doesn't have guns. And in order to like uh, move around the battlefield effect- effectively, there's like pipes connecting different places. But you can also jump on your teammates and get a boost. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually a really, really fun game. But yeah, those uh, you, Peach with a shotgun is a really great image. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Like. With like a, a tattered dress with like just the one strap over the shoulder and like 
battle damage and her hair is all like kind of kind of messed up and she's just like toting it over a shoulder peach is always prim and proper i I guess that's true i I like the idea of takes the shotgun out of her purse (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh dear me (laughs) i i suppose that's true i like the idea of a battle nun peach (laughs) (laughs) battle nuns uh the sound effects i thought were pretty varied you know, the, a lot of the time they do use Mario style sound effects, but they also they also get in on that. Like this is the sound effects are the clearest place where they're trying to use Mario source material and then DIC playbook. Yeah, and those I mean those are classic sound effects. They can use those anywhere, and it's it's fine. I just thought it was a lot. Hmm. I, I I didn't mind it. I I thought that they were pretty good. And similar similar thing with the music. You know, you have the like Bowser Castle music for tension. You have your standard mario theme for the intro or the starting point of the plot like they're using the music to say what the energy of the scene is uh and and we already have that knowledge established because we've played the games and we felt the varying levels of uh rising action are you saying that you thought it was extraneous no i thought it was effective yeah i I did too I, i thought it put me in the mindset that i was in in those scenes it'll mm-hmm. be a tense scene and it'll have castle music perfect yep that's good it fits yeah uh i don't have much more to say about the animated segment we should talk about do the mario swing your arms from side, from side, to, side. to side uh it's a it's amazing we're putting it in the show verbatim <laughs> that's what's happening and while you're listening remember that it is a pro wrestler in a Mario costume, just sort of in front of a green screen, just sort of jimmying and shaking. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side? Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario, take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. The Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that. <laughs> like did, there's like, no actual moves. It, like the the lyrics well, <laughs> for the Mario rap are so ob- like so clearly done in five minutes because they needed to finish an episode and then they couldn't walk away from it. The the instructions I gathered were moving your arms, stepping forward, and just like that. <laughs> just like that. It's so sad. And it really brought me back to that Bob Hoskins trying to do a, that tune to the Mario go-round broke down in, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I liked it though. I honestly I I have a pretty I've I've got a lot of patience for a live actor doing a thing they don't want to do and having to grit their teeth and bear it. <laughs> don't tell them about our high school adventures. <laughs> yeah, the, the I I I think that this was pretty thrown together. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, it's um, not like do the Bartman where Michael yeah, Jackson is writing you a theme song and it's beautifully animated and synchronized and there's actual dance moves. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it pretty good. I like that it ends the segment, but uh, I I like it on a... Uh, the way I phrased this to Ulysses was it's enjoyable on a... Me- it's a, it's amazing on a metric other than quality. 
<laughs> like, to which glad- he responded, what does that mean? <laughs> you're glad that the world allowed for this. I, I just think it's exceptional and not in a way that means that it's good. Yeah, but also not in an ironic sense. Can we talk about the nostalgia factor? Uh, sure. I think that for this show, the nostalgia factor is quite high. Yeah, this more. I I remember seeing only a couple of episodes of this as a kid, and it, but whenever I did, I was super excited because I was like, "This is just like the game." Yes. Yeah. But but upon revisiting, maybe there's some key differences. I honestly think that the live action segments and sort of how the show is put together in general fits the spirit of Mario pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You like you get they, a. You get a nice cool level, and then oh, we get a little breather level, and then we get a uh, then we get a bonus round, which is do doing, the Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's got the pacing of a Mario game, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty cool. Uh, the Mario sound effects and music all over the place. Thorough level of detail for enemy names. Like they they knew what they they knew what they had, and they knew what they had to represent, and so it, it all feels pretty appropriate. I also love the way that they go out of their way to adhere to the whole plumber thing. Did you did you take note of any of like Bowser's minions calling them something plumber themed? Um I mean they didn't have a lot of characteristics to work off of. So yeah, that that came up and you can't just say you dirty Italian. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that does Yo, you hope that he doesn't go that route. <laughs> I don't think Bowser knows what it would mean. He's just like if anyone we was have plumbers like, in cognizant this world too. of racial disparity, you'd expect it to be Bowser. Yeah, because you know, I'm sure, like, a Bowser's army, he must have to juggle racial tensions all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, he he has a military dictatorship. No one's really... You you keep them focused on the other. Yeah, that that they, there's probably, like, kind of a feud, like a Blood and Crips-style um, feud between the Koopas and the Goombas. Mm-hmm. Goomba's also Italian, right? Hey, you Galoomba. It's close. Yeah. Uh, Bowser's particularly good at the the pun theme. Like uh, Bowser's got the same voice actor for all three of these, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's King Koopa. King Koopa. Excuse me. Um, but wait, wait, what is he? Hang on, I I have it in my notes. What his uh, what his name is? Uh, Harvey Atkin. With John Stalker as Toad, just to give all the all the voices, and uh, Jeannie Elias as uh, as Princess Toad Duel. But yeah, mm-hmm. Harvey Atkin as King Koopa. It's King Koopa. I I really liked his voice. He he sounded like I expected Bowser to sound. Yeah, it's it's hard to do that uh like semi-reptilian scratchy gruff voice without uh leading to vocal fry. So, yeah, it's very very effective. Yeah, and he's also the way I would expect Bowser to be, which like I love the depictions of Bowser in different works of media where he's like incompetent and likes doing things because they're evil like he'll constantly be saying things like uh for for cowardice be below and below the line of duty i bestowed you the the lowest of uh of honors that has got some good dialogue yeah he, he's pretty good at, at at that kind of inverted good is bad bad is good kind of villain dialogue which i like a lot uh, i think he came into his own more in uh super mario brothers 3 but i think i think that's probably true he's particularly good at those plumber jokes yeah like, <laughs> yeah He's always calling them faucet freaks or bumbling basin brains. <laughs> Which, yeah, much better than dirty Italian. I, I agree with you there, Zane. <laughs> um, um, but- also, Zane, in one episode, Mario chops his way through a jungle with a plunger. Um? 
using it like a machete and the, like the bamboo just like falls into pieces yeah so this is what i'm talking about you can kind of do anything in this show and whenever they realize and emphasize that that's the best part yeah and they do like they don't do a cutting or plunger sound effect they do like a nice hawk mm. which I is like and it's the first thing in an episode. There's no lead up to it. It's just him cutting his way through a ju- through the jungle with a plunger. No, yeah, we're here now. <laughs> get, get strap in. Stra- strap in. Strap on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't. But, I don't know. I didn't. Um, I don't have a ton else to say about this show in particular, just because it it stuck in my mind a lot less because the live action was really the cream of it. I think so too. Although I would say that it's one of the better animated and. In- interpretations of a live like because we've got the live action and animated segments right next to each other it's easy to talk about how they're good counterparts to each other so like if i'm thinking about kind of two other examples with doc brown from uh the uh back to the future animated series that was a pretty bad interpretation yeah like i didn't feel like that felt like doc that's, brown. that's but, an isolated case <laughs> right but clerks the animated series felt pretty good Mm-hmm. Right. It, if you contrast that with the actual Clerks live action movie, I believe these characters. You know, maybe not entirely. Maybe they're a little zanier than they should be, but I believe them. I think that this, that the Super Mario Brothers Super Show does live action and animated segments, does that transition and like the kind of uh, the way they relate to each other. I found very believable because the live action is so cartoony but also i think the bar was a little lower because the plots are so um you know hero villain obvious sort of uh, sort of plots which is dic and mario to a t they're not complex plots and also they just didn't have a ton of personality at the time i think that maybe dic was the correct production company for mario given that they were limited in kind of storyboarding but flush with sound effects <laughs> they're you everywhere know? well they weren't hurt they were they just used that pipe sound yeah the pipe and the jumping yeah but i, I think this is a very this feels very good mario to me mm-hmm. and i'm i'm it's very i'm real into it definitely better than world Zane, Super Mario World? Sure. We'll the new Super Mario last. World, I guess? So, alright. Also, DIC, you know, that he did, they did all of them, is part of the programming block titled Captain N and the Super the Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah. Well, wait, are we doing 3 or World? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so... so no, it was yeah. part of the programming block, I think, was, was World. So... I'll just say them both in a, in, a, in the same breath. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the Adventures of Super Mario Brothers three, um, it was handled by the same animation company, Cy Young Animation Co., but it followed the story of Mario three. Ran on nineteen ninety on NBC alongside Captain N, which promoted all the other games at the time, like Castlevania and such. Mm-hmm. And then Super Mario World ran in nineteen ninety one, also paired with Captain N but a different animation studio and following Super Mario World, but it had a lot of the same actors. So this, these two are kind of the same, just in different uh, different locations. 
it's uh you know it, it's it's kind of like um i'm trying to think of a show where the different seasons are in different places Different places? What do you mean by different places? Because these are ostensibly the same characters, just one is in, quote-unquote, the real world, or at least adjacent to it, and one is in Dino Land. Oh, okay, like, they're different seasons, different canons, maybe? Is that what you're thinking? Similar, similar canons. I think one's just, like, a few years later, like, the Rugrats, Rugrats all grow up, but it's, like, <laughs> two years later instead of ten. <laughs> um, or, like, a time skip between uh, between seasons, something like yeah, that? Yeah, a little bit. So, which one do we? Which one? Do I, I would we prefer to start with New Super Mario World simply because I put that down next in my notes. Yeah. All right. Even so, though I think it came after. It did. So everything we just said about um, Super Mario Super Show, the animated segments, holds here. But now it's Flintstones. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> For an unexplained. Let's start with this. Let's start with this intro, and I might yeah. need to take a second to review this Jamaican? one, Jamaican? When? This was a strange choice. And what's with the Digimon-esque world thing going on? Let me... Hang on, let me... Super Mario Brothers world. Let me look at YouTube. Yeah, all right, let's... let's. Also, we're going to go ahead and play this verbatim for our audience, and they can follow along. All right. Super Mario Brothers world. Uh... Zane, I lost steam. TV Show. intro. TV intro. Okay, thank you. Okay. Ready? Ready? Yep. And go. Oh. Uh. Yeah. It's, it starts with, like, you know, this, like, caveman kind of beat, and then, you know, like you say, the... Ugh. It's surprisingly catchy. It's like fine, but like, why is it? It it's very unfocused. Yes, it's unfocused. For what and purpose? Like, kind of anime-ish, like the way Peach's eyes look. Yeah, I would say that. And there's just like no focus or reason for it to be that way. It, like the super. I, let's contrast this with the uh, super with the hooked on the brothers thing. Where it's like, yeah. it's shit. <laughs> hooked on the brothers. And they know it's shit. And and they're, the live actors are not apologizing for it. They're just, mm-hmm. they're giving it as much gusto as they possibly can. But they know it's shit. Here, yeah. I don't think they know it's shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they were very excited. Like, oh boy, this production company hired us for their big show. Can't wait. Yeah, I don't understand the reason for it to be Jamaican. I don't understand the the caveman beat. I sort of get because it's Dino Island, right? Well, I'm confused about that point. <laughs> <laughs> that that one's also weird. <laughs> I guess I guess Super Mario World had a much more Dino focus, just because Yoshi and the other Dino Islands. Yeah, which not not necessarily a bad thing to focus. But it's on. weird because there are also just cavemen, and they are not I, following the Prime Directive at all. I think I liked the super mario brothers super show so much because it gave us that kind of italian brooklyn identity to mario and luigi and it gave us something the baseline I expectations of what to look for i didn't realize that's something that i wanted was to have like a deliberate personality to those characters and mm-hmm. in new super mario world those personalities are gone yeah we're, we're back Just to standard hero gone. um the but it's replaced by more like 
direct video game tie-in references. Um, and this is true in three as well, where like this world looks a lot like the video game Super Mario World. There are yeah. blocks floating everywhere. Um, the backgrounds look like the backgrounds. Like it's um, it's a much it's a truer adaptation. But like you say, the characters lose that personality. Yeah, yeah. I and they are still they, talking about do, pasta. Like that still happens. Like yeah, but like they don't have the the they don't have the Lou Albano je ne sais quoi. They don't get so the same carry it through. They don't get the same screen time because we have to focus on Yoshi, our new star of the show. Yeah, who is awful. I. Zane, convince me that they didn't try to make Yoshi sound like a Chinaman, please. Please try. Oh, to, please I didn't try to convince me. <laughs> I didn't. Th- I didn't think that at all. I thought he was a baby. Football here, but no Luigi. <gasps> I bet he tried tackle me. Come back here! You're out of bounds. Come back. Now you. Let's get them both. Koopalings? Uh oh. Yoshi, keep running. Oh, listen to it again. They're, I, they're going for, for a pretty stereotypical China. I really Chinese don't want to listen to it again. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Like, guys, we solved this a long time ago. Just use Frank Welker. What's the problem? <laughs> he's everywhere. Yeah, just use him for every animal. He's he's extremely bad, uh, and he's he's just so he's, he's mincing constantly. Yeah, he's like always asking, like, "Do you guys like me?" Uh, uh, I'm so hungry change my diaper me so hungry oh my god he's Jar Jar Binks again (laughs) (laughs) he he does kind of feel like Jar Jar Binks like oh I gotta be a hero but I really don't wanna wanna um Mario sounds a lot like Cheech Marin (laughs) to me Because it's not he's uh he's Walker Boone, but he sounds a lot like that one hyena from Lion King. <laughs> so, you know that was weird because it didn't have any of that Brooklyn identity that I'd come to really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't notice as much because I like they focused a lot more on Luigi in this one. Luigi, I thought was actually fine in this. Like I, I preferred the Luigi from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, but this is voiced by Tony Rosato, mm-hmm. who. Like I don't want to stereotype or anything, but it's Italian name. He's giving an Italian delivery, and it felt like it felt appropriate. I, I liked this one actually uh, a good bit. I thought that he, he sounds was, like Rodney Dangerfield. He he absolutely does, um, <laughs> but he's he's willing to play himself as the butt of a joke in a self deprecating way, and I think that's an effective um, charismatic tack for for Luigi. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that Luigi is generally handled pretty well in all of these incarnations. Mm-hmm. Um. This show is worth mentioning for its meme revival. I don't know this. Okay. Oh, wow. So You got to walk me through this. There's an episode called... You have to understand, uh, I focused a lot on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the weeds here. I avoided this one whenever possible, just because in all the ways, everything... Like, everything's worse about the show than it is in 3. Um, the The characters have worse dialogue the sound mixing is bad you can barely hear their voices over the music and the music mm. doesn't like it sounds like it's in a like a box rather than actually loud yeah um and the and the plots are just kind of dumber and they just keep on adding new like they keep adding new stuff and not explaining it like 
all right, yeah. some piranha plants we're friends with and some were not, and some of them are on fire and some were not, and we're not going to just... Nothing's distinguished. I don't but, think that that's a weakness of this. Like, it, it wasn't going to be explainable regardless. So, but, like, I, um, I don't have an inherent problem with it not telling us what is going on, really. I, I, I felt more, like... I felt more out of it in this show than I did with the others. Well, it uh, has a pretty bad sense of comedic timing, I guess. That is true. That like, is Yoshi... True. Uh, so, to give an example, Yoshi's afraid of water. He makes a big deal out of it, not wanting to cross a bridge, which is actually, like, adheres to the canon pretty good because you're constantly throwing him under the bus in order to get a jump in Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Eventually, he falls in the water only for it to only reach up to his ankles. Like, okay, DIC, classic joke kind of thing. Sure. How do you articulate that kind of moment? A regular show would have him pause and then sheepishly smile to and face the camera like, oh, I was worried about nothing. Right. The way this show handles it is he ha- he puts a finger to his chin and purses his lips in thought. What does that mean? He's thinking, Ben. About it's, what? It takes him a while. Well, you know, the situation, the world at large. <laughs> It's just it. I don't know. It the the delivery was stilted. It didn't. It felt very incohesive in a way that, like, I think it was part of the pacing thing. It was too fast, and so I couldn't really follow what it, what it was doing. Which contrasted to Super Show, which was slower and more deliberate and might have been boring at times. But it all followed a, a fairly consistent progression of plot see i could follow it i just didn't like where it took me like uh Mm. in one episode they're trying to teach the cavemen how to plant food so that they don't have to just hoard berries and then and then king coop was like if we steal their food they'll have to come to us and buy food at ridiculous prices got them are you kidding me no this they did it they did that plot twice they did that in super mario brothers 3 as well you're kidding (laughs) no i'm totally serious i'll I'll tell you about it when we get there it's a really good scam um, yeah, the scam master himself. Remember so, when he was trying to take over a kingdom? So Luigi and Yoshi, you know, show them how to plant the field. Great. They start planting. Koopa steals all the food and replaces it with uh, piranha plants. Yoshi eats the piranha plants. They return the food to the fields, uh, and they're about to show all the cavemen because the cavemen... So actually, let me walk back a second. When they see <laughs> that the food is gone, Mario is like, okay, well... That sucks, but you know they'll they they've picked berries before. They'll survive through the winter. We'll try again next year. And Luigi's like, no, they thought a good crop was coming. They, so I told them not to pick berries that they didn't have to, and now they're all going to starve. And he's just crying in a field. <laughs> Jesus. So, you know they 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 fight the Koopas. They rescue the food. They bring it back. They put it back in the field. But then they go to show the cavemen that there's food. Yoshi has eaten all the food. Now, we already understand the stakes of that. But rather than do, like, a comedic, like, punch him in the gut and get the food back, they're like, Yoshi, you have to plant all the food again. And so this ridiculously fat Yoshi has to, like, waddle through a field, like, hoeing the... (laughs) What is that? Hoeing the dirt. (laughs) And that's the end. It just ends on that. (laughs) That is so sporadic. (laughs) In every way. (laughs) Like, you see what I mean? Like, it's not the classic, like, hero-villain plot. It's like, there's got to be a hero-villain interaction, but there's also just a bunch of weird shit. (laughs) Yeah, that that all, like... (laughs) It's kind of sad. Yeah, like, totally just epileptic. Just constantly undercutting itself. (laughs) Wow, that's so weird. Because, like, 
Man, I don't know. Zane, <laughs> meme status. You were going to say something. I got to walk away from this plot that you just explained. One of the episodes, um, Mama Luigi, where he's telling Yoshi a bedtime story of the time that they found and rescued Yoshi from an egg. The egg was in a block. Mario's weird. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty standard episode. You know, it's a flashback thing. He's like, oh, you know, I, I, I fell into the volcano and I was on a skull raft. I, it was saved by a skull raft. And like, yep, there is Mario. a... I mean, that's canon, but like, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Can you send me like a link of what the meme is exactly? You'll see it. Um, so it had, a, it had a revival a couple of years ago. Uh, Andrew Dickman of Teen Titans Go! Animator mm-hmm. organized an animation collaboration between 227 animators to remake that episode of the show. And every like five seconds, it changes animation style. Oh, man. It's Zane, kind of uh, amazing. <laughs> you need to link me this and I'll watch it real quick. I mean, parts it's, of it. it's a full show. Um, just type oh. into YouTube um, Super Mario Animation Collab. Mama Luigi Project? That's the one. <laughs> All right. Let, let me watch a little bit of this. Oh, my God. Oh, and the intro is also done like that. I kind of like the intro. Right? <laughs> Who's that cave lady? Because they keep changing the style, so it'll be like Ren and Stimpy or Adventure Time, like... I wish I had a guide for what kind of animation each part of this was because I I don't have. I'm that sure it's I'm sure it's somewhere in the notes. But it's oh that was uh that was Ren and Stimpy I think. Yeah, it's like really great and like they use the exact Whoa. same audio. Oh my god, of... <laughs> Yoshi is buff. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, definitely recommend watching that at some point. Yeah, I'm putting that in. No, I think what? you should watch that whenever we're done. <laughs> wow, that is really something. <laughs> this is the best animated feature that Super Mario has ever done. It's really great. I, you know what? I just I'm smitten with anything that focuses on Luigi. Yeah, I I so. think that's where I'm at too. Yeah. Do you have um, a favorite Mario character? Just to just to break form for a little bit. Hmm. Because I feel Let's like we're see, talking I'm, a lot about shows and not a lot about Mario. Maybe we should we, we should relax that restriction a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, okay, who am I going to play in Mario Party and who am I going to race in uh, Mario Kart? And it's usually Donkey Kong, so... Thank is you, that man. a cop-out? Ah, <laughs> uh, kind of. I mean, like... <laughs> uh, you could. How about favorite Mario enemy? Uh, so, yeah, because Luigi is clearly my favorite, like, Mario character. I, I, like, I like Luigi a lot. I just... Like, I have the most Luigi memorabilia, which is a doll and a shirt. Um, <laughs> you are the most Luigi-like of <laughs> the world. Thank you. What? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, but Mario Enemy? Um, oh, there's a great um, video where it looks at all of the um, enemies in the Mario canon and assigns them, like, military rankings. He's like, okay. That's awesome! Assuming that... Bowser is running his military dictatorship like, say, the United States military. Uh, what would each, like, like who's the private, who's the sergeant, what does all these things mean? Yeah, Goombas are definitely your cannon fodder. I would, or maybe Bob-Oms. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that Shy Guys are pikemen. <laughs> that, 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 that is <laughs> my assertion. civilization terms. I, I think that... Shy guy, we'll have to put that in the oh, show notes because I'm very interested in that. Um, I'm, I think that shy guys are probably my favorite. Yeah, they're just so versatile. I just, I, I love the way they look. I love the way they sound. 
I, I like the Locky too. Just like floating in a cloud and sometimes good and sometimes bad. He's kind of like a wish machine. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Like, but instead of like asking him to give you something, he just floats something down on that fishing line. It'd be so fun to like if you were walking around in your regular life and you saw a cloud lottery and you just felt like gambling. <laughs> well, that like, must okay, be how the fish feels, right? When it am I going to get a free line? Uber ride to the airport or am I going to get mugged now? You don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could you be don't either. Know. And mugging in this show and in this universe is if you touch something that's semi-dangerous, you will shrink by half. <laughs> yeah, you're half the man you used to be. Right. So, uh, Super Mario World in general, not very good. You know it's a bad show when <laughs> they cancel it and they don't replace it with another cartoon. They just start the local news half an hour early. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. It's so good. Uh, I thought that they, they used fewer Mario-style sound effects than the Super Show did. Sound effects, yes, but visually much more. Visually much more Mario, yeah. So it, it mm-hmm. sort of balances out. I think that music comes in two flavors, okay. which is ambient, ambient Mario music from Super Mario World, and that's mm-hmm. you know just fine. And then they have musical segments, which, Zane, do you want to guess how I felt about those? You didn't like them. I didn't like them. No, they're, they're real bad, and they don't relate to Mario at all. It's clearly padding, and the show is already 11 minutes. Yeah, so this is true of uh, 3 as well, that they're going to yes. have a musical uh, segment. A lot of times it sounds vaguely ripped off of a real world song yeah it feels a little phineas and ferb in that way um but and yeah such, these are these are hit or miss so no they're all they're miss and miss there's such poor lyrics and musical quality but it didn't have any of that tongue-in-cheek attitude that super show mario rap did uh-huh and i, I crave that I, I like them occasionally but also like it's that sound problem like for some reason, like, you couldn't tell what any of the lyrics were because they decided that the sound effects were more important to boost in the audio. (laughs) Maybe. Honestly, I would have just taken more Mario music instead. Like, if you wanted to have a Scooby-Doo chase scene, which I guess happens, just just loop the athletic theme in the back of it. They didn't use enough of the, like, good music. In World, they do more, like, direct rip. In the other shows, Mm -hmm. they're more remixes. I like the remixes a lot. The choices are unclear because, like... Okay, so for the Nintendo games, Mario 1, 2, 3, the, the music is meant to evoke a feeling. It's dangerous. It's claustrophobic. I'm floating yeah. in water. Super Mario World is meant to... is, is tied it's to specific. It's location-based. It's like, yeah. oh, this is a forest. This is Dino yes. Island. And so... Oh, man, the, the forest music is great. I, I do like the... Where they're just sort of like... Just for waiting around music. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It's a direct rip, and these were the ones that I feel should have been more. Um, they, they, they could have done more with this. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, World, I think, kind of kind of a low point. You know, since we're, we're talking about music, uh, might as well go ahead and bring back other Mario memories. Do you have favorite music tracks in, uh, in Mario games? Mario Kart 8 has phenomenal music. Do you have a one that in particular that you want me to put in? Put in Mount Wario. Mount Wario? Yeah. It's a great name, first of all. Or the Electrodrome. Or <laughs> the mashup of Electrodrome with I Like Big Butts. I'll, I'm going to look all of these up. And that one has sexy Shy Guy dancers, so... Ooh, that's that a strong sell. That one's for you. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try to put in a bunch of music. I'm not sure what my favorite Mario track is. I might just put in the athletic theme from, uh, from Island. The athletic theme is really good. Um, there's a yeah. good remix. I'm, I'm giving you a lot of work, but you knew it would be the case. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's a good remix artist, uh, Vector U. 
Um, his athletic theme is really good, as is his Link to the Past Dark World theme. Ooh, very nice. So those are those are recommendations for a person whose musical tastes I know are damn near identical to mine. <laughs> yeah. The the okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely gonna check them out. Given you work. Uh, uh, what do you think the nostalgia factor of Super Mario World is? I think they leaned a lot more heavily on, hey, this is just like the game. And that makes sense because at this time, the Super Nintendo was the new thing as opposed to the Nintendo, which had been, a, you know, the NES, which had been around for a while. And so trying to get people to buy the new system, you're going to emphasize it a lot more than just, hey, buy the, the game that's a couple years old. Right, I I think that the or nostalgia factor is medium. You know, it's it's not as high as it was for Super Show, and uh, the reason is the sound and music is is mostly Mario, and the visuals are very Mario. I think where it falls down is the voice acting. Okay, these these characters don't sound like Mario characters except for maybe Luigi. Yeah, I think and the Bowser. voice. I think the choices. You know, because they do focus a lot more on Luigi and Bowser in these, which which I did like. But yeah, the the voice. The voices were not stellar. For me, the animation was a little, uh, a little, little janky. Like the backgrounds, I, I think in World they had the best sense of space. Um, I think that they did a better job of creating a, a, like a a landscape. There were more details. It felt more lived in. Yeah, However, I liked uh, seeing all the pipes kind of sticking up at angles. Yeah, just like that's random, just vegetation in, in like, <laughs> Super Mario World, and those hills in the background that have eyes, With the but eyes? not, but oh, not in like the so Shyamalan good. way. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, I really love those hills. With eyes. I love how every background piece in Mario is all is like sentient, mm-hmm. or at least you know can watch you. It's like a low. It's like they're dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. oh, he's running on top of me. That's fun. It's like petting. Um, yeah, that sure. said, the characters like animate horribly. <laughs> they don't look great. The movement's bad. Yoshi's terrible. Yoshi everyone's is just awful. Kind of, everyone's just kind of like past, like cut and pasting to different movements and like occasionally bending in ways they should not. Mm-hmm. It's it's just slightly unsettling. It's not a it's not an intentional thing. It's just lazy. I think that uh yeah and that, that I think. I felt the substandard construction across the board in this show more than in Super Show. And that Uh that goes very counter to my Mario sense, which is you can have nonsense in it. Nonsense is great, but at the end of the day, it's got to be some quality nonsense. And this was Mm -hmm. not quality nonsense. Definitely. Okay. Super Mario Brothers 3. So this one is similar to World. There it's, are a couple, it's almost identical. There are a couple of key differences. One, no Yoshi. Um, yep, actually, in, in both, they have a greater emphasis on the Koopalings, uh, Bowser's children, as the mm. main purveyors of mischief, which I think adds a nice little bo- bit of variety versus the Super Show. It's just they look and sound terrible. I, I think that like it could not be done. I don't one. think it couldn't be done. But Bowser is such a strong voice actor in in this show that taking any time away from him, I feel like, is a, just an inherent mistake. Yeah, like if they had ha- like the aspect of diverting focus to among different villains with different personalities, good. The way that it was done, given the lack of, g- given the range and quality of voice actors, not good. 
in, in this show more than any other, I mm-hmm. felt like the people who put it together severely underestimated how much a good voice cast needed to needed needed to drive the drive the series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like again, I think Luigi is fine. Everyone else, though. Um, but in Bros. Three, um, I I think that this one kind of hits the mark of what I would expect because there's a lot of in-game you know references and that works for three because there were a ton of different power-ups that's kind of that's kind of fun there's different worlds right they went to different worlds in the game they went go to giant world lava yeah, world, yeah, yeah. desert world like they have that sort of uh, versatility it's got the ecology that I'm used to but my main thing that I liked about it was the way the characters talk is like just much wittier like it, it's, it does it's it's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It's like Who's Line dub. It, I like it better than World. I don't think it's as good as Super Show, but it definitely has better writing. Let, let me tell you a few quotes from the first few minutes of the first episode. Sure. This is Bowser talking to his Koopalings. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, I've been sending you out to do sneaky little tricks and medium-sized meanness. But And then he's like, but I'm going to have you do a bigger thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's The entire show focuses on kind of size jokes like, There's and, a lot of size jokes, a lot of like, yeah. you know, very surface level humor. Like if mm-hmm. somebody smells bad, you're like, oh, this stinker, you know, stuff like that. But I, I, I think I, some yeah. of it's more subtle than that. I think that it's really good when Bowser does it because he's he's so good with that. I'm so happy that I'm evil kind of vil- like there's two different villains. you can. Oh, have. yeah, he's yeah. The one that is like means to doesn't end. know that he's evil. And the one that, like, relishes that he's evil. And yeah. Bowser as the latter, especially with these dumb puns that's, like, focusing on you doing bad things because you're... A bad guy. <laughs> because I'm a bad guy, and that's that's what we like. That's our mission statement. That is very good. He has this whole thing where they go to the real world. Uh, that's the other kind of main function of this show is that they go to the real world, and none of them suffer the slightest angst over the fact that they call it the real world and therefore acknowledge that they are not in the real world. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's another, that you can hand wave that. that. That one goes under the rug. But he sends, you know, he sends each Koopaling down to a different continent. Like, you you go turn up trouble down under or, you know, be the beast in the east. Asia, that is. <laughs> like, yeah, like the, but also he says um, in that first episode, Guards, show them the guy we're out to get's life-sized portrait. Like, the yeah, structure I re- of his sentences is just, is comedically honed in a way no other dialogue is. Bowser's really good in terms of making dialogue that sounds like, like, low cunning. Like, he's mm-hmm. not an intelligent figure. Yeah. He just, he he thinks that he's smarter than he is, and that comes through very strongly in, in everything he says. I think that was also true... No, it wasn't as true in the other in the other segments in the other series. I mean, so yeah, mm-hmm. it, it the the writing got a bump. I'm willing to say. Um, do you want to talk about the intro? Oh God, this is so. This is a, a this is different. This it, it's pared down to make it resemble the start screen almost exactly of Super Mario Brothers three, in image, in length. <laughs> Like, yeah. honestly, kudos on this one. If you want to make us believe that this is a Mario property, give us a Mario intro. Well, then, but then also there's this narration. Is there? Oh, did you not? So you actually had to go out of your way and find the intro. So let's do that now. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I guess we got to do the intro. 
I, I must have gotten a pared down version. Yeah, I don't think they included in the actual, like, all these are on YouTube. Um, yeah. Yeah, they didn't include the actual intro in it, so it's like 30 seconds. Uh, show intro. All right, let me know when you want to start. All right, ready and go. It is a legend no one will forget. Everyone the fuck? <laughs> Give me a break! <laughs> There's the doom ship. The doom ship made of logs. <laughs> the shoe. <laughs> Frog suit. Yep. So they had to provide narration because it's a more complicated plot than Super Show. Yeah. No. They don't... Why? Why? This is awful. I thought it was just the start screen thing. <laughs> no, it does move into the start screen, but no. First... Come on, guys. I was so... I wanted to praise you the, in any way. The doom ship looks... And what looks is with so, that tone? So dumb. Da, oh, it's da. But you can see immediately that, like, this is a more complete branding experience because everything looks blocky. Mm, yeah, and they lean they lean on game specific stuff. You know, you see that shoe, you see the frog suit. Um, like, yeah, uh, I like the I like the bushes. They like mm-hmm. the pixelated bushes, like almost <laughs> plaid pixelated. I love those. And rather than the like three D hills from World, here the backgrounds like they still look like those like those blocks from Super Mario Brothers three, uh, with the same shapes and textures, like uh, like that hill that's like checkerboarded. But also they're clearly flat. Um, like if we mm-hmm. see them in the background and the camera shifts to be behind the heroes so that we're now parallel to the background, you can see that it's two-dimensional. That's, that's like so, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you just see off into the distance and it's just more green. That's very that's pretty clever, actually. It's so it's so weird the distinctions in each of these shows between like, okay, it's a different kind of universe, or okay, it's clearly not real, or okay. It is real, but only in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if it, they had a clear idea, but again, that's very Mario. Like, don't worry about the details. I think in each iteration that we've gone through so far, they've upped the amount of focus that they gave to the visuals. Uh, here, like, the, the weird construction block platforms, the sheen of the pipes, it's all pretty faithful and does make me feel like I'm in a Mario property. I think more so than in the others um, that you really need to know the game because... A lot of stuff happens in Brothers 3 that just, like, isn't plot-based. It's just... You're looking for references. It's just, Yeah, it's, it's, it's reference-based. It's a more surreal experience, and that can be mystifying, or it could be enthralling, depending on, you know, have you played the games before or not. So, like, when the sun starts attacking them out of nowhere... Yeah, that's pretty good. We recognize, like, oh, that's, like, in that one level where the sun attacks you. Uh, <laughs> good luck explaining that to anyone else. Like, you, got, you Even really you gotta did, roll with the punches. If you're at all familiar with Mario, though, like, it probably... You could sell it to that person. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to know that the sun can attack you from this game. Like, it it, it shows you... Anything's you possible. Out. Everything has eyes. The downsides of this show are similar to the downsides in Super Mario World, I thought. Which is voice acting, same. I mean, we don't have Yoshi, but it, that, you know... Mario is not faithfully portrayed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the big problem I had with it, that it was just fit way too fast-paced for me to sink into it at all. I never kind of got that groove where I'm 
playing a Mario game and you start to get in that mind space of like mindlessness. Mm-hmm. That yeah, sort of that flow. sort of zen. You what? Yeah, you hit the flow. I never got that here. <laughs> hit the flow. I, I never got that here because things were so fast paced that I was struggling to keep up. So like one plot will be Koopas congregate. Mushroom Prince enlists the team. Sun mm-hmm. attacks Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers get raccoon suits. Koopas invade. Mario Brothers fly to rescue. Bam, 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 bam. It's like three minutes. And that, yeah. Like all of that is happening. And there's no texture to like character motivations at all other than because evil and because hero. And they don't ever articulate through a scene. They just, they're very hurried to get to the next scene of play. See, I, I like that though because... It's a kid's show, and I tend to not need as much time to process things as kids. But also, like, I know the games. I know the kind of uh, uh, articulation space. I know what can happen in here. And this is just the speed at which I can process things. But the big advantage over the other shows is because it's so random and, like, wild, I don't know what's going to happen next. Whereas in the other shows, I'm like, I know what's going to happen the whole rest of the show and i still got 10 minutes to get through i guess like the thing that i was waiting for in the super mario brothers super show which is obviously my favorite is obviously i was waiting for dialogue because i thought that was handled very well like the writing wasn't as good as it was in this but the expressiveness of the characters mario and luigi were so on point in that 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 was the thing i was waiting for them to to do so mm-hmm. so even though the plot was not that difficult, I was still waiting for hearing hearing that uh hearing that great voice with that great Brooklyn Italian kind of kind of kind of curve to it cuz they were willing to play it broad there. It was much more like a stage play. Yeah, it was in, like, in, a, in and, a weird ironic twist because Super Mario Brothers 3 is canonically a stage play. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't have anything else to say about Super Mario Brothers 3. It, it felt very, very similar to... Oh, I guess I did have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visuals get a mention, obviously, for ta- for looking very faithful. But again, there's a quality issue. Okay. Because in one shot, Luigi has Mario's colors. Come on, guys. Yeah, this was... <laughs> the, 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 we gotta get it out. <laughs> that That's what it felt like. It felt like a rush job. Like, it looked like... it's. It felt like they were using better animation tools than the than the other one but it it didn't feel like there was any care to it other than the writing yeah for me the writing and the pacing really sold it um also the fact that there is like these different worlds they go to the real world they interact with real humans and that's i I never saw any of that (laughs) and i'm glad i didn't um and also i think i think you know the koopalings were different than i'm used to but i think they were handled as well as they could I, di- I didn't really like them at all. I mean, they were annoying, but, like, I just they were differentiated need... and, and they did things. It's it's interesting because this, the runtime of this, the the, the 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 run of this was not much, it was, like, one season, right? Yeah, so these, they didn't... these were very short. Whereas Super Show was, like, 50-something episodes long, and they didn't have the Koopalings. And, and it got boring, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't feel like it did, but, I mean, I guess I was just looking for different things. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't really need plot in my Mario at all. So the fact that the plot was obvious didn't bother me. Whereas in this one, the plot is maybe one of the bigger selling points. 
And I, I just, it didn't interest me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the, the fact that you enjoyed this pacing and didn't like the, the Super Show pacing, it makes perfect sense. And I think that it really reflects where our priorities were. just summarize for the audience you know what they should watch depending on what they're looking for and also should they watch any of them if you want to watch sad lou alzano dancing poorly to some bad rap super mario super show is for you specifically just the live action segments i'm sure somebody's cut them up where like all the animated stuff is gone honestly i think that the animated segments are fine just because of that voice actor like it that really gave me a lot of that gave it a lot of momentum for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the honestly, if you want a slower paced thing where you're just kind of riding along as opposed to being like actively engaged, that's the one you want. Yeah, it's better for if you're doing something else at the same time. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah, if is, you if yeah. if if you like uh, more fast paced with a lot of uh, references and gimmicks, um, as well as like you know, having your brain broken a couple times an episode. I like that one a lot. Yeah. And Super Mario World, just don't fucking watch it. Yeah, do you have a Death Wish? Or, uh, don't do like it. A, <laughs> like it's just... Unless you're really into weird Chinese accents from a dinosaur. I, think, I don't I think that's guess what that's that was. your get up and go. Zane, go listen to it real quick. <laughs> see, if, see if I'm wrong, because I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I, th- I think there's not really a lot that World has over um, three. No. Um except for that animation collaboration, which is just mm, fantastic. Yeah, and I like the weirdness of the intro, even though I think it's bad. <laughs> it's it's certainly jarring. Super Mario. Ooka chaka, ooka chaka. And that uh, is our Super Mario Brothers suite. Yeah. That, that So we, we talked about a lot of Mario nonsense, and that's really the only thing that Mario can really be anymore. It's, mm-hmm. He's not going to be serious or dramatic in any way. Every, you know, tr- every time they try to do something complex like Baby Bowser having weird adoptive fantasies about Peach being his mom and any, any kind of rivalry... Like, or like Mario and Luigi travel through time and then shrink down into Bowser. But that's gimmickry. Like that's gimmickry in a, and nonsense in a way that I dig. Yeah, but it, it's not It's not dark. It's not going to be upsetting. No. no, it's just weird. It's it's really weird. It's just and weird we're just and gleeful. used to it. <laughs> yeah, we just accept it. Like we, we have such a tolerance for Mario just being whatever it wants to be. <laughs> and that, you know, that's where, that's where Mario shines for me. So animated series... You know, that there's things that you can use Mario well for. I don't feel like any one of these series really captured it precisely and well enough for me to call it the definitive Mario show. Mm-hmm. But I think that each of the series kind of gave the correct angle for certain aspects of the show. Or for, for, for certain aspects of the games. Yeah, I mean, it's they're very true to what they were trying to do, which was cross-promote in a way that 
maintains relevancy. Um, that's a, just, that's a hard that's a just hard that, line to line well to it, watch. it just it just doesn't age and it's not no, it, for our demographic. It's a, I mean I think the super show ages if you're really into that ironic kind of oh look at how things used to be kind of stuff which yes. I am. put put that on in the background of your next party. It's it's pretty funny. But yeah, other than that, uh, Zane, would you want to see a new Super Mario Brothers show? He's just accumulated so much in the years. It would have to be based off of a specific property if they were going to do it like this, um, because otherwise they would just have to like shuffle production aspects and like voicing every episode. Like to, to combine everything into one, I don't see how you would do it. Um, so as for which game they probably would do it best, it probably would be like a galaxy sort of thing, like go to different planets every episode, have different gimmicks. I, I didn't really pay much attention to those games. <laughs> I think that they can't really do it, mm-hmm. to be honest. I, I think that they, it, to, to make an animated series, your protagonist has to have a defined personality, and Mario really doesn't. He, I mean, he's, he's a go-getter, and that's about it. I think they could make a show like this again with a different game source. It's just not a show that's for our time. I I don't know. It's it's hard to say, and I I can't see it in my mind's eye how it would articulate. Maybe, maybe that's just a weakness of imagination on my part. But I think that everything that they could have done in an animated series has been done, and that just wasn't that good because I don't think it was. I'm not convinced that everything can be adapted. Mm-hmm. I think that certain certain properties have too many structural weaknesses in uh, in certain media, and it does seem to me like Mario is something that there are so many weaknesses inherent in trying to make him avoid like in trying to make it an animated series. Unless they get, made him a total weird. Well, no, I, I, I can't. I think, think it's hard he to needs say a because. It's hard to say because these shows are so much different from the other adaptations that we've seen in that it cleaves so close to the source material because it has to because it has that lack of defined character. That's a good point. Like with 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 Mega Man, we had the same robot masters, but the world was totally different. In Sonic, I was not familiar with any of, you know, Sally Acorn or, or the bunch of from the comics, right? Um, I assume that in the comics they define them a bit better, but he he had a personality right from the get-go. It was an obnoxious personality, but it was a personality. Mm-hmm. Everything in Mario is coming from a place of generally good-natured and let's-a go. It's just let's-a go. Like, there, there's it, really not a lot to him. Yeah, and we don't really... We, we, we dealt with this we in don't House have of that Mouse. Anymore. Yeah. Where Mickey just does not have that much of a personality. Yeah, we've moved to a new place in terms of our expectations for cartoons. Mm-hmm. But that that said, I think this served its purpose at the time that it existed. Yeah, don't watch any of them. But you know, they 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 had a function. I mean, I like the Super Show. I, I'm I'm willing to be alone in that. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Mario rap is just it's like it's just really amazing, and I don't yeah. mean that in a good way. This this decade, eighty five to ninety five, they were just trying everything anything that would yeah and this was the this was when they started to try to appeal to the youth in a way that they didn't know how mm-hmm. and rap was the way they did that and why do they always pick rap when they don't know how to appeal to the youth Be- because it's the thing that confuses them the most oh yes of course 
Wait, you're talking about this word singing without any actual music? Like like a like a recitative? Is it like a? <laughs> <laughs> and that is Super Mario Brothers Sweet. Um, yeah, sweet. Uh, this was this was fun. We're gonna have mm-hmm. to put in a lot of music, and uh, I expect I'll have to edit this a lot. But it'll be it'll be a fun time. I think so. Yeah, and uh, Zane. Uh, what are we doing next? Well, Ben, we were going to watch Cat Dog, but I'm proud to say that we're going to push that one off. We're going <laughs> to <laughs> we've uh, we've made some sort of contact who um, has an. Can you explain this affiliation he has? Yeah, so I was at the Philly RetroCon last year, and I was handing out my business cards to a few different people because I didn't know how else to promote. Uh, yeah, so I, I met this one guy, uh, Jeff Ryan, who um, is the author of the book A Mouse Divided, which is a, a sort of history of the way that Mickey uh, was created back in back in the 20s by uh, Walt, a famous uh, animation visionary, Walt Disney, and his little-known colleague, who was equally influential, uh, Ub Ewerks. Mm-hmm. And so what we are going to do is uh, we're going to tackle something that is uh, one of Ubi Works' uh, kind of uh, something in his catalog. Very cool. Uh, I think it was Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks? Yeah, Fiddlesticks. I'm going to go ahead and look up to see if this is even findable right now because I'm a little worried that it's not. Okay, that's probably a good idea. It's like a six-minute thing, so we should be able to find it. <laughs> Will we have enough to talk about? That yeah, might we'll be fine. Okay. It, it'll be something that is a little bit different from our, our traditional discussion. Sure. sure. And I think we have another, I think we have some other um, Mickey Mouse themed stuff that we will be putting out. Maybe we can, um, we'll, we'll figure that out. I, I think that we'll have plenty to talk about. And, you know, if it's a non-traditional episode, so be it. Yeah. And Cat Dog will be either before or after the next movie, which will be, oh boy. What if we just do Fiddlesticks for the movie? Is that a movie? It, it counts as a film. Like, it was the 1930s, so it kind of counts like, as an animated film. six minutes. I know. That's okay. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure we can do this. We can you do whatever wanna... we want. Let's let's just pretend. Let's, like, look, let's do Cat Dog first, and then we can do Fiddlesticks. we got to wait till May to, to do it anyway, right? Okay. So that, that will be our next... That worked out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do cat dog next. Guys, you're getting a little peek behind the curtain. No, we'll cut that out. <laughs> we don't actually know what we're doing. Please cut that uh, out. <laughs> it turned it turns out we're actually going to watch Cat Dog next because it is in it is very it's a virulent strain of cartoon and we cannot push it off even if we try. And it's then we will be watching Fiddlesticks with uh Jeff Ryan, the author of A Mouse Divided, which I have to say is an amazing title. Is it a good book? I've really been enjoying it so far. the The early chapters are kind of the only parts I've gotten through, but they paint. He paints Walt Disney as I don't know if this is intentional, but he paints Walt Disney as kind of a PT Barnum con man who like <laughs> he he kind of goes into a town, uses up the interns of animation there, and then like moves on before people can call bankruptcy. Ah, uh, yes, it's pretty funny. Uh, well, but, not at the time, but yeah, no, but it, like in recollection, it just you know. His, his his creditors trying to trying to weasel him into a place and him dr- jumping on a train is a good image. Cool. I mean, it sounds like a fun uh, fun story. Yeah, I can't wait mm-hmm. to have him on and, and discuss that. So awesome. that should be fun. All right, got some got some not so fun things and then some fun things coming up apparently. 
but if you uh, chose cat dog you don't get to complain I, th- I think it'll be really funny i've been looking at a lot of cat, cat dog memes lately we're gonna have to go into meme dream but in any case everyone if you have any comments that you want to give to the carton cast there's simple step-by-step instructions you can follow first swing your arms from side to side uh, one step forward yeah that's yep. right now you're doing it now you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> just like that just like that uh, what you can do is go to our facebook page uh go ahead and look at the carton cast catalog there and give a comment you can go to our website uh www.cartoncast.com or fancybat.com for our group website where you can check out other shows on the network such as empowered where we are currently going through a jojo's bizarre adventure theme month where we are discussing stand powers if it's you didn't understand trip. any of those nouns oh well and uh if you uh enjoy our show please go to apple Podcasts and rate or review us give us a five-star review it really helps us out and give us a review because we really want to know what you think mm-hmm. uh words are useful there and more than anything else tell your friends about the show hey ben mm. do you want to go go-karting yeah i'd be into that but just remember i'm uh, gonna win Okay, uh, I'll let you start way ahead of me for, mm, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Hey, what's that blue shell you got? Oh, is this this little thing? No, you know, it's just an heirloom. Family heirloom. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> we both went to heirloom. Yeah, well, that's what, that's I mean, what that's what shells are. Good night. Bye. You get sick.